Hey there, you're listening to Mama's Mission, a podcast that unpacks the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with the Lord while doing all we do in this crazy thing we call mamahood. So if you're looking for a place to get inspired about discipling your kids, get some actual tools to do so, and to make your journey as a mama that little bit simpler, you've come to the right place. I'm Deb and I can't wait to journey with you as we unpack our missions as mamas together. Welcome Sasha to the podcast. You are all the way in Alaska and here I am in little old New Zealand and this is super exciting. (laughs) Yes, I could not agree more. New Zealand is my number one place that I want to visit. We were actually supposed to go last year, but Oh, with no. all the pandemic stuff, we we weren't able to. So it's still number one on my list and I'm excited to visit one day. It's definitely going to happen. It will. Yes. <laughs> so I guess we'll just crack into it. Um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I am a wife of 12 years to my best friend. I am a mother of one. Our son actually came to our family through adoption. So we are so blessed to be able to be parents and to have him be part of our life. Um, I love Jesus. I love traveling and professionally, I am an intentional living and purpose coach for moms. That is so cool. I love that. Can you unpack what an intentional living and purpose coach is? <laughs> yes. So I don't know many people, if any, really, that have the same title as me. Uh, the coaching the coaching world is, is very big these days. And um, I don't really consider myself a life coach, but I'm not a business coach. And so I was just thinking, what kind of coach am I? I don't just want to say I'm a coach. Um, but looking at the system that I say I'm the co-creator of, because I truly believe God just like poured into me when I sat down and and developed this, I call it the, I am coaching system, the intentional abundance methodology. Um, that's really a huge part of it that came out of it was intentional living, but also living according to your purposes, your God-given gifts and strengths and the things that he has created you specifically to do for him and for Um, for his glory and for the kingdom. And so that is what I help women, especially moms in early motherhood do is pull out those God-given gifts and strengths or reignite them. Cause we all know coming into motherhood, a lot of times your life just takes a 180. You leave your (laughs) career. You can sometimes forget who you are as a person outside of changing diapers and playing peekaboo and providing snacks unendlessly to (laughs) toddlers. Um, And so my mission is to help moms remember who they are, hold on to that identity, all of their life experiences and live in those purposes and live intentionally, even though they have a lot of responsibility on their plate being a mother now and not waiting until the empty nesting phase to remember who they are and pour into those gifts and strengths. Um, so in a nutshell, that's in general, what I do is, is help moms live intentionally in their purposes, hence intentional living and purpose coach. That is so cool. I love that. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, around about a year. So I started coaching a little, a little over a year and a half ago, different niche, different people. Um, I was, I've come from myself, like generational trauma, um, childhood trauma, anxiety, depression, um, 
history. And so when I had started coaching, I started coaching people kind of in that arena, but I'm not a licensed therapist or anything of that nature. And so I felt like I was really almost selling my clients short and, and I wasn't having the confidence in myself that I was actually able to walk them through that transformation without them seeing a licensed therapist and a counselor. So that's when I went back to the drawing board. Um, and God was just like revealing to me. And I say this humbly, you're really rocking this mom life thing. And my <laughs> life it. had taken this 180 where I was, I was not taking care of myself. I was not managing my time. Well, I wasn't the best mom, the best employee, the best friend. I wasn't being really intentional with my time with the Lord and stepping into motherhood was really like a catalyst for me to, um, to just live a more intentional and purpose-filled life, knowing one, my time was limited being a mom every single mm. day. I only had so much time in the day to do the things that I was needing to pour into outside of taking care of my son and my home. And, and then also knowing that I blink and my son's six months old, I blink and he's a year I blink. Now he's two years old, um, that I really needed to be very intentional about my time and living in my purposes and being an example for him. So and that's when I had switched my, um, ideal client, I guess you could say my niche and started helping moms. And that's where I say, God came and like really co-created the system, um, with me where he was just revealing to me all of these things. I sat down and just kind of brain dumped it all out. Like, how did I get here to be this type of mother? And it was 65, 70 pages later of just things that he had pulled out of me. So wow. a year, a little over a year that I have been coaching moms, a little over a year and a half, almost two years in the coaching space. Oh, I love that so much. I think that is also so cool because normally you hear that we've got life semi under control. And then mm. when you become a mom, that's when you feel like it spirals out of control but it was almost the opposite for you, how you felt like <laughs> life was, you know, you didn't have a whole lot of intention to life and just going through the motions. And that's when it changed when you became a mum, And that's when, you know, things radically changed in terms of being intentional. Yes. I love that so much. Um, <laughs> you mentioned to me that one thing you believe to be super important in raising kids to know and love God is to be an example. Can you explain that and give some and and give some examples? Yeah, absolutely. So, I guess I'll give a little bit of my a little bit more. I guess of my background here. Um, I was not raised in the church or in a family who um, who had a relationship with God growing up. Um, and then for a short period of time, I think maybe from age like seven to 12, um, my family started going to the Mormon church. And there I remember a very stark contrast in who we were and how we behaved at church versus who we were and how we behaved at home. And it was almost like two, two different pictures that I was receiving in life at that time. Um, when I was 12, we had stopped really going to church at all. And then I lived most of my, um, adolescent and early adult life. Um, no church, no relationship with God, like just living for myself really. And then it was around age, hmm, maybe 24 to 26 is when, um, 
I had fallen on hard times and really I'll share my testimony at a totally another time. Um, that's a long one as well, but came, came to know the Lord and came into relationship with him and in having a lot of conversations with other believers, ones that were raised in the church and ones that weren't, um, I feel like that was the huge discrepancy that I saw with whether adults were raised in the church and still, um, still living in fear of the Lord and still loving and serving God was that their parents were being an example of that relationship, not just telling them how to live, how to do, how to be, but living it themselves. And you can just see the fruits coming out of these young adults and, and older adults who had parents living that example. And so to me, what I try to do in some of these examples that have been set before me is, um, making sure that you're reading scripture in front of your children, not just, you know, the Bible app on your phone, but like having the Bible open, allowing them to see you, um, worship and, and study the word of God, whether that's in church or in your home setting, um, bringing them along with you to Bible studies where they're able to see you and friends pray together and pray over your meals and discuss scripture together. Um, but then also when you come across harsh times yourself, maybe in life, allowing your children to see you get on your knees and pray for help and strength from the Lord, allowing your children to see you ask for repentance when you've made a mistake. Um, and so to me, it's just allowing my relationship with God to be a living example, not just to my children, but to, to everyone around me, instead of saying, Hey, I'll pray for you actually stop what I'm doing and pray for somebody right then and there and be that living example, instead of having kind of like this closet relationship or, or even the opposite, this out, outward relationship where it appears you have this good relationship, um, but then your home life is different. And so that to me is, is being an example and um, not just to your children, but to, to everyone that you come in contact with. Yeah, it's super important to be authentic, isn't it? There's yes. so many Christians out there that, you know, we can talk the talk, but yes. can we walk the talk? And that's a lot, it's easier said than done, but I completely Mm -hmm. agree with you. That is so important to model to our kids. Um, Mm -hmm. What an effective way to teach them just by doing ourselves. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I found for myself is somebody can teach me how to do something or tell me how to do something, but I I believe in, in the saying it's caught, not taught. And I will all the time see my son doing something new. Like I said, he's two. I did not teach him that. And I don't know where he learned that, but it was somewhere he watched somebody doing that. And so now I'm having to be very aware of how I'm behaving because he is catching everything that I am doing. Um, and, And a lot of times it's really sweet when you're able to see these really good fruits in your children um, and knowing that, that it is an example that you're leading, but also the people that you're allowing yourself and your children to be around and, and be part of that close circle around your family as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you mentioned the fruits of the spirit are important for your, you and your family. And how did you come to that being your family verse and motto? Cause that's what you've mentioned to me. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to think how it became part of that. I think it was, um, 
through our adoption journey. Now, when you go into adoption, it's very different than, um, you know, naturally conceiving a child. And then whether, whether you had planned and intended that or not, um, going into building a family through adoption, it's kind of scrutinized, I guess you could say we had to fill out, you know, a 50 page packet questionnaire about how we're going to parent and our parenting philosophies, how we were parented and disciplined as children and, and just really digs into kind of all these different aspects of your life from, from birth until now and how you want to parent. And so I think it came about through some of that discussion with my husband, like, how do we want to parent our children? And, um, the fruit of the spirit, I just feel like is filled with so much goodness. Like it's not just big and powerful words. I actually remember, um, we put the fruit of the spirit as a verse in our adoption profile book for expectant moms to look through. And then we also made a shirt for a fundraiser that just had the fruit of the spirit, like listed down the side. And I walked into the gym one day wearing that shirt and this guy at the front desk was like, Oh, nice shirt. I was like, Oh, thanks. And he said, you got a lot of nice words on there. And I was just almost like appalled. I was like, what nice words? Like this is the fruit of the spirit. There's so much goodness in these words. And so we want to make sure that we're, we're raising our family according to those. And again, this goes back to the, being the example, um, right now we're working with our son, you know, whenever it comes up, you need to be gentle and kind with your touches, being gentle to the flowers and the house plants and being gentle to other babies he's around and his friends. And so gentleness is the fruit of the spirit and kindness is a fruit of the spirit. So just remembering every time we're correcting him, we're correcting him in a way that, that leads back to the fruit of the spirit, but also ourselves, are we behaving, you know, in self-control? Are we behaving in a patient manner? Um, and just, keeping those words that are so much more than words as the forefront of our focus and our attention and how we're living and how we're also raising our son. So that is kind of the, the whole aspect of like the fruit of the spirit and how we use it in our lives. But also, uh, I guess a little bit of a backstory about how I can recall it coming to be such an important, an important part of our lives. That's I think it's really cool. Like, of course, you're going to be scrutinized if you want to adopt. Um, yes. <laughs> maybe a lot of us who become parents should actually like put the forethought in as well, which, you yeah. know, a lot of us don't. Um, but I think with in our situation, we we have our child naturally, but we were told we weren't going to be able to have children Mm -hmm. so the fact that we had to wait quite some time and then she naturally came around um that wait allowed us to get a little bit more intentional yeah so yeah maybe that helped but that's so cool how the fruit of the spirit you're so right it it's not just words it's more than that and I love it how it impacts on your parenting um and how you don't actually just expect your son to do that it's more you as well. Am I being gentle? Am I being kind? And yes. have I got self-control? Because <laughs> a lot of us as parents are kind of like, oh my goodness, you like it's so easy to pick out the flaws, like, you know, I expect more from you kind of thing. But 
we don't really do it in ourselves that much. Yeah. So I think that's really, really cool that you do that. Do you have oh, thank it? Thank you. I try. I'm not perfect <laughs> by any means, but none of us are perfect. <laughs> yes. Do you have it around your home at all? Like, have you put it like as a verse on the wall or anything like that? It's funny you mentioned that because I have not. However, um, our house has been an Airbnb for the summer, the last four years. And we just moved in a couple of weeks ago and earlier this summer, like right after we had moved out, I knew exactly where I was putting it on the wall. And so I have a vinyl cutter. Yeah. Um, and so it's in my plans like this month or next month to actually cut it out, um, with my vinyl cutter and actually affix it to the wall just above our fireplace. So it's kind of like a central focus point of our living area. We have a open floor plan with our living room and kitchen, Um, And then our dining room and office is kind of right behind that. And so, um, super excited. You'll be able to see it as soon as you walk in the front door and, and from the stove and from the couch. And so, um, I know exactly where it's going to go, but it's not on my wall yet. (laughs) I love that. And even, you know, we, we have done the same thing. Our house goes on Airbnb occasionally and we live in a tiny house. So it gains a lot of traction because people want to stay in them before they move into them. And we have scripture around the house and you get, um, you know, how you get reviews from your guests that everyone else can see or just you can see Mm -hmm. the last review we got. um, She, she left a lovely review for everyone else to see. And for us, she said, um, I I just loved your home. I loved the feel of it and the fact that there was scripture everywhere, like God was so infused in your home and it made me feel so safe. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was like the best review you could ever give me. Yes. Like, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's your house and mm-hmm. the fruits of the spirit are so important, as you said, to your family. So I think that's a great idea to yeah. get it up on the wall. Yeah, we have, we have scripture verses on like, you know, cute little wall plaques and things like that elsewhere yeah. throughout the home. But that one, and I don't know why it hasn't been like, it wasn't even a thought of mine until earlier this summer. And I'm like, this needs to be on our wall, probably from saying it so much <laughs> to my son. He was going through a, a hitting phase right before he started to be a little bit more vocal and yeah. using his words that he would just always hit and smack. And so I was always correcting him and he's not being ja- um, gentle and he's not being kind in that. And so I'm like, this needs to be on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yes. Um, how would you, uh, how would, what would you say to the mom who feels her life is all over the show and she wants to disciple her kids, but she doesn't really know where to start. Hmm. I would say first things first is to, to get in the word. Yeah. Read scripture and pray and have that be your number one thing every day. And, um, I actually, it's, it's not a popular opinion, at least amongst many of the women that I talk to, but getting up before your family, it has been, a huge life changer for me, even if it's just 10 minutes before your kids wake up. Um, for our son, we have one of these, I think it's called an okay to wake clock or, um, ours is called the hatch. So you can set a timer, you can schedule programs on it. And so our son knows he's not allowed to get out of his bed or leave his room until that light comes on at eight 30 in the morning. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so I know I could even get up at eight 20 in the morning and I could have 10 minutes to myself, whether that's me wanting to go to the bathroom in private or, or taking a shower, I can sit there. I know I can have my time in the word as well. And so I actually wake up many hours before my son. It's kind of like my secret to really hacking this mom life thing intentionally. Um, but getting up and spending time in the word before your family wakes up, spending time in prayer with God before your family wakes up. I think it's the number one thing that just changes the tone for the day. It sets you up for success. It sets you up focused on his peace and just really brings you to this, this area of center first thing in the morning. And I find when I don't have this time with God in the morning, I'm kind of living more in reaction mode throughout Mm. the day. I wake up and I instantly need to tend to my son's needs. I need to give him attention. I need to make him breakfast. I need to get him dressed. Like, and then I'm living on my back foot, just trying to put out fires. So that would be my number one thing and where to start, get into scripture, get into prayer, preferably before your family wakes up. And that can truly be just one small habit that you change that changes the way you're able to parent and live as a woman and as a mother, but also it helps you be that living example. It helps you to naturally disciple your kids. Um, and, and you might even think sometime in the middle of the day, you're frustrated, but you recall that scripture that you read first thing in the morning, and then you can go back and read that. And then your kids are seeing you read that you can pray it out loud. And then your kids are seeing you pray that out loud and just seeing you be this example, I think is the number one way that we can disciple our kids is allowing them to see how does life work with God first and a God focused lifestyle. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you. I think that happened with me as well. Started getting up before my daughter and yeah, totally change, change things completely. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I'm not going to change that either. It was, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I even sometimes get up and just take a two hour bath <laughs> before my son gets up. <laughs> I'll take my Bible in there. I'll take my phone or a book and I'll get work done or I'll read or I'll, I'll pray. Um, but yeah, whatever it is that you need to do to take care of you and your soul, use that time. So if you had a client come to you as, as their coach, would you, would that be one of the first things that you're recommending to someone whose life feels like they have no intention and, you know, things are all over the show. Would you be giving them that same advice as well? Just to, you know, get yourself in the word first thing, you know, time by yourself for the most part. Yes. Um, now I know like if I, if I come at a client like that, who's overwhelmed and frustrated (laughs) with life, um, well, you need to get up earlier. Most of them are going to be completely discouraged and turned off. Um, they're going to be like, you're not the coach for me and walk the other way. Um, so I like to start women off actually with a time inventory where for about a week, maybe more, but typically, typically about a week, I have them inventory how they're spending their time. Similar Similarly, what you would do with a budget for your money, having you budget your time and seeing where do you have time in your calendar now that's um, flexible, that can be moved around. Maybe some things that are not really benefiting you or your family or are not really being productive, but wasting your time in a sense. And, And maybe even utilizing that time better instead of getting up early in the morning. 
it is the goal ultimately for all of my clients to be utilizing that time earlier in the morning and having a good morning routine. But I recognize that that everybody's not going to be able to jump into that right away. Everybody starts kind of in a different place. And, and some people are really anxious, um, borderline depressed, kind of feeling like they're drowning when they come to me. And so looking at what time they do have available and using that time to establish that God first God focused life. Um, I have a, a challenge that I've run for free multiple times. It's available to anyone called the serenity for your soul challenge. And it's about giving women that kind of hard check back into, to who is God and who is God to you and, um, why everything else in your life is truly going to fall apart. If you're not focusing on him first and then helping them implement quiet times with him daily, because it is truly the foundation that we have to be standing on to live this intentionally abundant life that I share about regularly. So finding that time in whatever's going to work for that mom is really something that I love helping them do. Um, but eventually getting them to do it where they know it's undistracted early in the morning, setting that foundation, giving God the first fruits of your day, I think is where, where the magic truly happens. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's, yeah, that's really awesome. And you're so right because some people you could suggest that to them and that would send them over the edge and, or, and some people aren't morning people either. And a lot of us will give the excuse that we don't have time. But when we're having to really be intentional about where our time is being spent, you can totally find the gap. <laughs> hey, yes. you had a little bit of time here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's really cool. So with your when you're coaching, would it just be this could be quite a quite a process for some people, couldn't it? You know, Did if you you're say- getting if you're getting people who are like quite anxious and, you know, don't have intention, you know, or purpose or what have you, this could, you know, take quite some time. So would it be baby steps? So would you just focus on one thing per session kind of thing? Um, so my, my coaching system is set up. It's kind it's a six month program that I ask women, um, to enroll in, but a minimum of 12 weeks, like 12 weeks is the basis. Um, so that gives us 90 days where we walk through really pulling out your God-given gifts and strengths. We establish this God first, God focused life in this daily routine of having quiet times with him. And then we look at, um, at all the different aspects of your life, whether that's, um, your soul care and your self-care, not just getting in the word, but also making sure you do have times to fill yourself um, with the things that bring you joy and happiness in your life, we tackle mindset issues. So, um, beliefs that are holding you back or thoughts that are holding you back or, um, different things of that nature. We look at your environment, um, and, and organizing things in your environment, whether that's setting social media timers on your phone, whether that's cleaning your office, eliminating toys, um, from your kid's room or, or clothes from your closet, whatever things are causing you triggers. We look, we, I love to look at people's environment and where they're at, but also the people in their environment, who they're allowing in. Um, it's, but it starts out with this area of getting first a God first God focused life, having that foundation, right. And then really digging into your identity, who you were uniquely created to be, and then prioritizing all of that and how you're going to live and show up each and every day 
and then week after week. And so 12 weeks is kind of the basis to walk through the program. I would love to have clients go another 12 weeks where, where we're together as accountability partners, living that out. And then after that six months, they should be able to go on with their life as a fully transformed woman, able to, to live this kind of schedule that we have established in intentionality, um, without question, really, because yeah. they've got the foundation set and they know who they are. I think it's so important. Just, you know, I was just thinking the podcast that I do is, you know, about discipleship, but this is the foundation really, isn't it? If we're not okay as a mum, how can we disciple effectively our children? Mm-hmm. Um, this is, yeah. And just as you're speaking, all I think is, I'm thinking, oh, I need to get my mum on this because she was such an amazing mum, like to four kids and so serving to the point where she consistently put us first in everything. And I don't necessarily think that's the best idea, but it's got to the point now where she's almost she doesn't quite know like we've all left home we've been you know she's got grandchildren now Mm -hmm. and she still doesn't have like those how to take care of her like her herself like you know give herself some time and because that's all she did for us Mm -hmm. and as you were saying earlier in the podcast you know you want to get this with mums early on not when the kids leave the nest and they're kind of like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I'm, I've been told multiple times in my life, I'm an old soul. A lot of my friends are always older than me. I actually have quite a few friends in their fifties who are the same age bracket as my mom and dad. <laughs> um, and, and I, so I see it a lot and I have seen it a lot where you know, children graduate from school, they leave the home, they go off to college, they have kids and families of their own. And the mothers have dedicated, you know, 20, 30 years of their lives to parenting specifically. Um, but I feel like even though I call it the motherhood commission, where, you know, once you're, you're blessed to have children in your home, that really does become a huge part of your identity and your purpose is to raise them and to raise them to know and love and serve and fear the Lord. Mm. But I, I believe that we're all called to the great commission, which is greater than that. I feel like, um, I don't want to say just because we're moms, we, we still have the capacity and the ability and gifts to serve those outside of our home. And, and we can do it. We have the time in the day, as long as we're doing it in the strengths and the gifts that God has given us. And it might not be just because the girl next door is, is serving by baking cookies for everyone. If you're not a baker and that's not your strength, you know, maybe, maybe baking cookies isn't, but maybe, um, doing a bulletin board for your church is the thing to do, or maybe, you know, babysitting other women's children and teaching them scripture is the thing. And so I think we all have these different gifts and abilities and we're able to do so much good living in them versus trying to do all the things. So I feel like we all do have the capacity to serve in the great commission in addition to the motherhood commission. Um, but it's just fine. It's finding the clarity in the right things that God is calling us to do. hundred percent. 
I think so many people listening could get so much from that. So are you able to tell our listeners where they can find you? Absolutely. Um, so I am on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all as Sasha Star Robertson. So you can find me on there. Um, my website is intentionalabundance.life. It's not anything super fancy, just real basic. You can sign up for my mailing list on there. Um, and then on Facebook, I also have a community called the intentional abundance community. And there's like, I think it's the colon Christian moms living in peace or something of that nature. Um, and so you can find me on there as well, but I'm open to sending me a DM. I love chatting with people. I love just communicating and, and growing in relationship. So my DMS are open, whether you find me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Well, that's awesome. I'll leave all of your links in the description so people can get their hands on those really easily. Awesome. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. I've gained heaps. And yeah, I'm totally looking into that for my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I so appreciate you having me on here. It's been a great conversation. That does it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to Mama's Mission. And if you like what you heard, it would be awesome if you gave us a review. Catch you next week.